Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Gautam Ijuar. And Gautam, we met at the Inc. 5000 conference. You are the president and chief operating officer at Alpha Omega Integration. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome, Josh. Thank you for having me. So we'll start off by talking about what Alpha Omega does, and then we'll get into what are you doing that's allowed you to grow so quickly. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, uh, so tell me what Alpha Omega does, please. So there are, there are um, you know, two, two, um, two things that we do better than anybody else um, mm-hmm. that we specialize in. Uh, one is application development, um, application modernization using low-code, no-code, and open source tools. And the second area is cloud engineering. Um, and we, we implement clouds with different vendors, Google, AWS, uh, and Microsoft. Um, and, and we provide uh, high-end cloud engineering services and high-performance computing. Those are the two areas that we specialize in. Just to give people an idea of of who you serve, now you're outside of DC. Uh, so let me just name a couple of the clients that that a few clients that you've worked with, and I'll see if these sound familiar. Uh, the Department of Treasury, uh, the Department of Defense, Department of State, Department of Justice, the Department of the Navy, my favorite, uh, <laughs> the U.S. Intelligence Community, the SBA, mm-hmm. HUD. Uh, health and human services, and then you also have commercial nonprofit customers as well, uh, in American Institute of Architects, uh, Horseman. Uh, so how are you getting all this business? What are you doing that your competitors are, are they just sitting on their hands or what are they doing? So uh, Josh, there are two things or two areas where I think uh, we different, I mean, where we are different from companies in in this business there i mean it's a competitive landscape and there are two things that distinguish us firstly unlike most other small businesses we have an exclusive um, merger and acquisition team that constantly look for companies to acquire uh, constantly um, you know research the synergy that you can capitalize on and and thirdly um, the, the areas in which we think uh, the market grows at a faster rate, right? And so uh, this really helps us kind of stay ahead of a game and to continuously grow. Uh, the second area is within the company, unlike many other companies, we have something called a disruptive innovation group. And as the name sounds, um, you know, most people would think it's uh, us investing on something that may not be productive, but being an entrepreneur, you want to take risks. This group looks at all our statement of work and works and uh, talks about how they could do it in a better, innovative way, resulting in savings to the bottom line. So think about 
this. If, if you have a $3 million contract and it's a sole source and you, I mean, let's just say it's a help desk and you implement uh, an artificial intelligence robotics process automation and reduce the help desk staff by 50%, you save almost a million dollars in labor costs, which directly hits your bottom line. Yeah. And I would imagine the government contracting world, that's pretty attractive if you can come in with a price that is uh, represents that savings. Absolutely. And in, and if you provide those savings, when you have a fixed price contract, you mm-hmm. just pocketing that money and reinvesting it into the company. Wow. Um, now, one thing you had mentioned was growth through mergers and acquisitions. And so, what does, you know, in terms of what Alpha Omega looks for, what to you represents an attractive uh, company to merge with or acquire? You know, one of the biggest uh, challenges companies have in the federal contracting space mm-hmm. is they either um, they, they either know how to grow the business or they either know how to win work or they don't. The companies that know how to win work sometimes don't know how to retain the work that they've already won. The you know quality about our client services is we have exceptional customer intimacy because we work on identifying value to our customers and we implement that value and continuously increase that customer intimacy. Now, when you look at a company that's growing fast, but they're also losing business fast, mm-hmm. you know, the, the sprint versus Nextel syndrome, mm-hmm. then those are the type of companies we acquire and implement our uh, processes to improve customer intimacy and thereby start retaining their base and capitalize on synergy. So we look for companies that are growing quickly that are also losing their recompetes because they are smaller and they may not have the resources that if combined together, you could provide those resources, helping them keep their costs, their internal costs down so that they can fulfill the contract. And, you know, I would imagine then ultimately when they're up for, you know, that contract is up again, now they can come with even a potentially even better offer because of the new strength through uh, unity now with, uh, you know, with the, the, the larger infrastructure that Alpha Omega provides something like that. Well, very, very close, uh, but we also look at large businesses uh, or, or, or uh, businesses that are larger than us. Mm. And we, if we see that they are growing, um, you know, because they have a great sales team, but they're not very good with client services or project delivery, that's an ideal target. Because once we go in, our secret sauce is the is how we deliver and and satisfy our customers. Now, I go into somebody who's growing quickly, and I'm able to really build a relationship um, and and develop customer intimacy with their existing contracts, then I can grow at a faster rate. So Gautam, are a lot of the services that you provide, is is it labor intensive? Uh, so you're looking then to staff out to provide the solutions. And, and th- so therefore, you know, you may, it sounds like you have some good resources to 
um, labor that would be much more cost efficient than um, maybe having a, 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 a network operators or a big d- a data center domestically? Is, is, it, is that uh, what you do? Absolutely. See, all our work is extremely, extremely labor intensive. Ah. So being in the services space, but our forte is with providing intelligent automation. And I I use the word intelligent automation. When you bring the two together, what happens is you win a contract, which is labor intensive and you reduce the labor that is required or, or, you know, we don't, you know, let anybody go. We actually train them and move them on to something else. Mm. So what happens is while we train and move the employees, we automate a lot of the work that's required. So when we end that contract, we actually end it with almost a 20, 30% reduction in labor because of the efficiencies and information technology we've used. My goodness. So what would be, um, you know, in the cases of some of your clients that you've been able to serve, um, what what are these, um, what's the solution then that they are putting out to bid that they're looking for? What would be some specific examples or applications? Great question, Josh. And actually, I can give you a very good example. So, you know, the Small Business Administration, for example, has a 7 loan program, right? We yeah. support the 7 loan program. It has a 40 people, 40%, 40 seat help desk. Um, this 40 seat help desk, um, you know, basically, uh, you know, we, I mean, we inherited it through an acquisition three years ago. In the last three years, we implemented something called R- RPC or robotics process automation. Um, and, and the tool that we implemented there um, automatically replaces human interaction with bots or robots, which is wow. bots are short for robots. And wow. these bots, you know, chat with you, they learn from their interaction and they give you the answers that you need and so on and so forth. So we were gradually able to reduce the staff on the uh, help desk by about 50%. So the next time we wanted to recompete, our cost was almost 10 million lower than the next competitor, which put us in the first place to win that contract. Wow. You know, the SBA is such a great organization. Uh, I'm grateful that you have the opportunity to work with them. And, uh, you know, and uh, it's it's great to see that, you know, we, and, and I think what people need to understand is when the SBA has more efficient ways of providing solutions, they can in turn provide both a better quality of service they can serve their clients better, the small businesses that rely upon them. Right. Uh, and then as well, uh, obviously, they don't need to train taxpayers as much if they could be more efficient. So, I mean, everybody Absolutely. ought to be celebrating uh, the, the impact that, that you uh, and Alpha Omega are having. Thank you. Yes, absolutely, Josh. I mean, um, you know, giving back to this country that's given us an opportunity is the one most important thing that drives us every day. And there's no better way in in, uh, giving back, um, you know, uh, to this nation than uh, than developing a passion for agency missions and implementing it, um, you know, implementing it in an honest, ethical way. Yeah. 
Well, uh, you know, as the uh, recipient and beneficiary of, of an SBA loan that really helped us grow and scale our business, uh, wow. I, I'm just yeah. thrilled for that. Um, do you um, now? Uh, and I, a one-word answer is fine. <laughs> something like this, sure. uh, you know, because you get to work with you know Department of Intelligence and and some of these other ones. Uh, does this mean that then you have issues in regards to security clearances, or is that a concern? Yeah, no. All of us are TS cleared. We are. We also the facility also have has a TS clearance. We have work. Uh, in, I mean, you know, we have IDIQs in the entire space and work in the Department of Defense. And, and, and we, uh, I mean, these clearances help us work, um, help us work in these agencies without a problem. Um, Gautam, one, one other question I had was the, um, do you take advantage of, or can you take advantage of, um, set aside? So, uh, as someone who's looked at a little bit into government contracting, uh, as a military veteran who also has a disability, although it's still working with the VA on getting that connected, <laughs> Um, but that, yeah. that's one thing that, you know, we would pursue more government contracting if we did qualify for the set-asides. What, what's your current um, view of the government contracting world in terms of uh, companies that, that qualify for those set-asides? Is that a major advantage? Um, you know, not really, Josh. I mean, people think that when you qualify for a set aside and you actually uh, have, I mean, like, you know, we are, we are um, ATA certified. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, a lot of people think having these certifications, socioeconomic certifications, that you could just sit and, and wait for work to come to you. They are yeah. absolutely wrong. I <laughs> think you have to compete more uh, in this competitive landscape. You have to realize, um, you know, realize and provide a unique value to your customers. Otherwise, you know, your business will not grow. And if it does, it will, uh, it will start shrinking if you don't continuously um, think about adding value to your customers. Mm. Um, beyond just being the lowest bidder or having the most attractive bid, uh, what about, um, are, are there any other factors uh, that, that, that you see that go into a decision-making process? For example, what I'm primarily uh, uh, curious about uh, is the due diligence that a, a, say, Department of Defense or Treasury would do on the provider themselves. And so if that's the case, what are the things that they look for? I mean, are they searching you out on social media, looking for opinions, trying to, I mean, is, is it at that level? Yeah. You know, there are, I mean, besides price, there are four other things that almost always uh, get into this due diligence or uh, background checks that go on from the on a procurement. Uh, they ask you for a technical solution, uh, which requires you to understand their requirements, requires you to understand the challenges, requires you to understand the problems they are facing, and so on and so, so forth. Um, the second is past performance. They would like you to provide past performances. Usually it's three or five that are of similar size, scope, and complexity to the work that they are asking you to do. Then they have also our CPARs, government 
wide systems system it, it's also available in the uh, de uh, defense side these systems basically uh, have a contractor rating on every contract you've provided uh, to the federal government and they could look at this to find out how well you worked out or did not work out and use that in the decision making process the last uh, two items are with key personnel I mean, what are the key personnel you propose and uh, the management approach? How do you plan to manage your contract? Mm. These are the four things that go into every evaluation. Yeah. Does it matter if, um, and I wonder this just from a consumer standpoint, because one belief, you know, one thing that I believe is, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's a consumer. And so we're, we're making consumer decisions as, as left brain as we try to be in something yeah. like awarding a contract. Yeah. I think a lot of times at the end of the day, there's there's these right brain things that say, you know, I know these guys look better on paper, but these other guys, I just have a better feeling about them. The intangibles, yeah. the, you know, maybe it's the branding, you know, maybe it's the, you know, the authority that they appear to have, um, you know, when someone does a little bit of investigating into the contractor. A any impressions on that? You know, Branding is an important thing that a lot of small businesses in the federal contracting space do not implement. I oh, mean, I know. Um, <laughs> I've seen yeah. the websites. They're the, pretty awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The left brain, um, you know, uh, left brain consumer, consumer dynamics is very prevalent. Um, you know, kind of getting your name out there. Uh, giving back to communities, mm -hmm. giving back to communities that are associated with agencies, um, having your people, um, you know, kind of contribute, I mean, uh, contribute to the technical community in terms of white papers or in terms of social media posts. All that is very important. The engagement that works to build your brand is so critical when when uh, people make buying decisions so many federal employees and procurement uh, decision makers are online on linkedin and and some other social media sites and they interact with you when you contribute to the community that gives it gives you value yeah. social media sites shouldn't be used as a, a news or press release um, a press release instrument, it should be used to kind of, cont I mean, to give back to the community in terms of technical innovations or technical mm -hmm. thought leadership. And then when you do that, that really solidifies your brand. God, I like your approach. I can, I can see why that that's uh, Alpha Omega is experiencing uh, the, the growth that you are. Um, Thank you. It's, it's more of a stewardship approach and, and stewardship both for the community and ultimately, you know, I, I love your your dedication to disruptive technology in saying, what are some ways that we can solve this problem better than anybody else, more cost efficiently? And you know what? If we don't make as much money on it, it's okay because we believe that we're making the world a better place by improving these systems. Thank you. Thank you. We totally appreciate it you're putting it into words. That's exactly how we feel. Mm. 
All right. Well, Gautami Jor, you are the um, you're the president at Alpha Omega Integration. You're on the web at Alpha Omega Integration.com. Congratulations on being on the Inc. 5000 as well. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Josh. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're gonna promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.